this afternoon, this Christmas afternoon, I know I expressed the uh, sentiments of Father Richard and Father Paternoster, Father Hurley, Father DiCarlo, and all the staff of, uh, of uh, the parish, the deacons, uh, to wish each and every one of you not only a, a very blessed Christmas, but the prayer that the Christ child will bless your family and your loved ones and that you will experience his peace and his joy and his happiness. So we pray uh, for the blessings of the Lord be with you always. As we uh, welcome our guests and our visitors today, I know that all of you are gathering as family, many families gathering together. Some of you have traveled from long distance to be together. And I'd like to make uh, some suggestions for your Christmas meal when you gather together as a family. That first of all, uh, if you have your Advent wreath, to light the wreath. If you do not have it, then have a candle and light that candle. Because that candle is a symbol of the light of Christ in this world. A sign and a symbol of what each one of us is called to be. Lumen Christi, the light of Christ. And as you light that candle, perhaps you have it centered in your dining room table, then the father of the family should stand and read from the gospel the account of the birth of Jesus for the family. And as you read that, read it slowly and carefully and prayerfully. And then as you complete your reading of the sacred scripture, the word of God, then as father of the family, as head of the family, ask one of the children or one of the young ones to comment on the gospel. And you'll be surprised from the lips, as scripture tells us, from the lips of children, infants come wisdom. You'll have a beautiful commentary on the gospel. And then another a little act that you may do. You know, this is a, a, such a wonderful time in Christmas for father and mother to teach their children about Jesus. And another little act is to have a place setting at your table for Jesus. Just a, a chair, a plate, a napkin to remind all that Jesus is present in your family, your family that is the Holy Family. It's a beautiful practices, a way to teach not only the children but yourself the real meaning of Christmas. Now when we gather here at the Eucharist to celebrate this great event 
the fact what we celebrate is that the infinite is breaking into time. A great theologian wrote that this event, this birth of Jesus, was God searching for his people. God searching, God loving his people. And as we meditate upon this great event, it is within loneliness and poverty and, and uh, helplessness that we find the birth of Jesus. This young couple, you know, without anything, even when they brought their child to the temple, they were so poor they could only offer two turtle doves. And they found a place for birth, a cave. And perhaps in God's providence, that was proper because inns were notorious for all sorts of things. At least in the cave, there was privacy. And birth a parent, a child, an infant in his mother's arms. And we can't imagine, we can't even imagine the joy of Mary, his mother. And what happened, or what could we even begin to say, what happened in the heart of Joseph? Here he was, mother, a babe, and he the father, a foster father, but a father. And what love he must have had for Mary. And what love would his love be for Jesus and as it would grow, as Jesus would grow and become a man. God came absolutely helpless and dependent and poor. And then something else happened on that night. Something extraordinary and wonderful. The angels appeared to shepherds out in the field. Shepherds were not nice people. In those days, if you wandered out into desert and shepherds were about, you had to be careful of your purse. And they were the ones that were given the good news. And they were the ones, the poor, the outcast of society, so to speak, were the ones chosen to proclaim the wonderful news of the birth of Jesus. Is it any wonder then that we surround this event with song and beauty and flowers and grace-filled hearts? 
Well, we come together in families to be joyous and be kind to one another because we celebrate Jesus, our Lord, and our Savior. What does this mean? It's not a birthday. It's that, that God, his divine nature, took our human nature so that we might share his divine nature. We have been radically transformed. We have been created into a people, a God. We have been transformed in our lives that we no longer live ordinary lives, but we live sanctified, holy lives, the life of God in time in this poor human nature of ours because he took it, sanctified it, blessed it. We were able to say, I am a child of God. We are able to say, I am a temple of the Holy Spirit. We are able to say, death has no power over me. I am destined and predetermined, predetermined for, for eternal life. This is, the, this is the transformation that we celebrate, the dignity of being a human being. And why? Because God took us to himself in Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Redeemer. He loves us. He searches us. Searches for us every day. He wants to be with us. He does not want us to be unhappy. He does not want us to be destructive. He wants us to be with him for all eternity. And he wants us to love. That's the commandment. And how are we to love? Because we share his nature, we are called to love one another as I have loved you. God bless you.